Welcome to the Power of Mindset podcast, where we cover anything and everything from the perspective of two health and wellness professionals. I'm Georgia. And I'm Hope. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Power of Mindset. I am Hope here with Georgia. Hey there. Last time we talked about goal setting. We talked about goals we had set in 2021, new goals we have for the coming new year. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into motivation, um, how motivation starts, how you can kind of hold on to that motivation and translate that into useful habits, not only to hit your goals, but Um, to live a healthier lifestyle as well. But before we get started, Georgia, do you have anything exciting that has happened since our last episode? Oh, you know I do. Life is just full of excitement, which I think last time I literally said that my life is not exciting. (laughs) It goes back and forth, you know. But So Spider-Man is coming out tomorrow night, and for the first time ever, I am going to a Marvel movie with another human being. I almost always go alone the first time I watch a Marvel movie because it's just my time to just sit by myself and just be encapsulated in the movies and the stories of the characters and not get distracted by anyone around me because nobody has anything to say to me. Um, But this time, my friend Zach asked me if he could go with me and I told him yes. And I'm a bit apprehensive about it because... You know, he's just giving me mixed signals on whether he is a movie theater talker or not. And (laughs) he's going to get kicked out of the movie theater if he tries to talk to me during this movie, because this is going to be epic. I've already seen reviews for it. It's going to be epic. So that's something that I'm just looking forward to. Um, I'm proud of you for trying something new, going (laughs) to the movie with somebody else. With another human being. Yeah. Everybody listening to this right now is like, who the fuck goes to the movie theater by themselves? (laughs) Me every single time. I'm always alone. Like, guys, try it. Try going to a movie theater by yourself. It's empowering. It's empowering. The other exciting thing that happened, and this is more so like just a weird story, but um, I am a supervisor for this outreach program that we have on campus at Iowa State called the Exercise Clinic. And it's a really awesome program where we have adults come in and use this space that we have in one of our academic buildings. And it's essentially like this really decked out kind of old gym. But we have student interns actually come in and get experience working in a fitness setting with this intern or with this um, exercise clinic. And um, one of my students was finishing up his, um, his time in the clinic last week, and he was a great intern. So I brought in some little Debbie brownies to celebrate him leaving. You know, uh, it's December. So obviously I got the Christmas tree shaped ones because they're just the most epic of the little Debbie brownies. The best. Yes, the best. And a lot of the clients that we have, most of them are older adults. And some of them told me that they had never, ever, ever had a little Debbie brownie before. Crazy. Yes, just an outrage. Just like... I was trying, I was like having to hold it together. Like you're telling me that you've never experienced the absolute exquisite perfection that is a little Debbie Brownie. My mouth is watering (laughs) just thinking about them. (laughs) But yes, I mean, like the denseness of the brownie, the flavors always spot on. The little sprinkles, a little crunch. Yes. So with the sprinkles, like 
I'm again, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I guess I'm a weird person. And so, of course, after they told me that they'd never had a, a brownie before, I had to go into all the ways that you can eat the brownie. Cause it's not just like you could just take the brownie and, you know, take a bite out of it like any normal person would. But I, when I was little, and I still do it sometimes in adulthood, not gonna lie, I will take each of those little sprinkles because they're essentially like chocolate chips, like they have chocolate inside them. And I will take them first and eat them all one by one individually especially on the Christmas tree. Cause then it's like, you're taking off the ornaments and then there's like the frosting, which on the tree is green and you can peel off the frosting and eat it. And then you eat the brownie and you just get this whole experience. You get three different textures and it's all delicious. And they all looked at me so funny. And I don't think any of them <laughs> respect me as, I don't think any of them respect me as an exercise professional anymore, but I just am such a snacky person. I just love snacks like that. And like, it's just, it was, apparently it was a passion of mine to just figure out that you could eat with such creativity. <laughs> it was so funny. I would, I would like push the sprinkles into the brownie and oh, eat yeah? it, but that's as far as I went to like playing <laughs> with my food. <laughs> no, it wasn't playing with my food. I mm. ate it all. <laughs> It was still gone in less Sounds than five minutes. Sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it was. It was an experience. <laughs> but this, like, that was pretty exciting. Um, other than that, not a lot has been going on here. We're in finals week, and it's weird because I, I don't have any finals, so I've just been chilling. Mm. Um, but yeah, what about you, Hope? Nice. How are you doing? Uh, this week was not a good week. Um. We said goodbye to our dog, Mr. Marshmallow, this weekend. Um, so I'm not going to go into too many details because I'll just make myself upset. But um, it's very, very difficult, very sad, and um, still trying to trying to process. And and uh, and I don't even want to say move on because like there's part of me that that doesn't want to move on because I feel like when you move on, you like forget about them. And I like, I don't want that to happen. You know, like, I just, I just want him with me always. Mm -hmm. And I even talked about it too much. made myself upset anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Well, Marshmallow, I've just speaking from my experience with you and how welcomed I've always felt coming into your home when, when you were in college with me and even now when I've come to visit you, he's always been there and he's just been one of the, like, He's just an extension of you and all that you have to offer the world. Um, and what am I trying to say? I like he was just such a good dog and he always had the smile on his face. He loved every single person that he was around. You know, he was always down to hang out. Yeah. Um, I know everybody's going to miss him a lot. The effect that he had on on so many people, I feel like he's the most social dog ever. Like he got introduced to to so many new friends and um I know there's a lot of people that will miss him so yeah mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> today we are going to be talking about motivation and um how that motivation can lead into habits useful habits for for changing your life and changing your lifestyle and, and reaching goals um but I do want to start off by saying that today I am speaking to people that want to reach a specific goal. So there's a difference between that and wanting to live a healthy lifestyle. 
um, and especially the way that I train and that I coach uh, my clients is by by having a specific goal, whether it's to, you know, change your body, you want to increase muscle, you want to lose fat, maybe you want to compete in a competition or, or perform somehow. Um, I am talking to the people that are ready to like dive full in, hit their goals, um, like efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm. Whereas my perspective is much more of the lifestyle perspective. That's just kind of the way that I approach most things. Obviously I set goals for myself, but I'm not very good at having a really structured approach, like what what Hope can do really easily. And that's something that I've always admired about her and seeing her really be able to lay out, here are the steps you need to take in this timeframe, you know, at this level of detail has been uh, fascinating for me, but it's not something that comes as easily to me as her. So I'm definitely speaking more to people who are interested in goal setting for um, less strict lifestyle changes. That's just the perspective that I'm taking on this. So your reason for starting um, a journey, whether it's, you know, to lose weight or to gain weight or, um, you know, gain muscle, whatever it is, it has to be strong. And that motivation can help lead you to your goal. It's probably not going to be there with you every single day, but that initial start, that motivation has to be really high. And for some people, it's either, it's something significant. Like maybe you just had a baby and you want to get your body back to how it was before you had a baby. Maybe you went to the doctor and you have been diagnosed with a health condition like pre-diabetes, for example, and, and you need to change your lifestyle so that you can get your health under control. Uh, Maybe you just went through a breakup and you want to get your revenge body back. So you want to start on this new journey, whatever it is, if you're going to be changing your life, changing your body, you're going to need to adopt new habits and change your lifestyle. Um, So I like to follow a strict approach. I like to identify that goal, set a timeline for it. So let's say, for example, losing 15 pounds in two months. And then to break it down into smaller goals is going to help you reach that. Um, I think it's really important to stay committed to that goal. And setting those smaller goals can definitely help. Um, But going into that journey, saying, I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do this. And having your expectations. If they're high, that's great. But you have to realize that you're going to have to sacrifice some things and things are going to have to change for you to reach that goal. If you don't change anything, you're not going to reach your goal. And two months are going to pass. You haven't lost any weight. And you're going to be like, well, what the fuck happened? Like, why do I still weigh the same amount? Or maybe you only lost two pounds instead of 15 pounds, but you're overeating every week. Um, You're going out to eat almost every day, getting fast food. You're skipping your workouts yeah, that's not going to happen. So you have to realize that you're going to have to sacrifice some things to reach that goal if it's a specific goal. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the, the R and smart, as far as when you're using R meaning realistic really plays a role. Like you have to understand, be realistic, realistic with yourself. Are you really going to commit to this goal to the extent that you're planning on? Cause I know that for me, change can take a little bit longer. So my commitment is in much smaller pieces. So I have to be realistic with myself and maybe 15 pounds in two months for someone like me is not realistic because I cannot change my calorie consumption or my activity that, that dramatically. So that's the point when you really have to take being realistic into account. 
So you can go into an abrupt change like we just talked about, um, or you can make those small changes um, depending on how strict you want to be, how aggressive you want to be towards reaching that goal. You know, maybe for some people, it's just eating a little bit healthier, moving your body a little bit more. It doesn't have to be crazy, but if your goal is drastic, you're going to have to do some drastic things. And I will say that is not for everyone. Some people, like at least in certain certain frames, sometimes it's hard to make drastic changes. Maybe that's just not you. And that's something else to consider, I think. And this is where sometimes I think starting small can uh, make a big difference in how well you retain a habit and retain a behavior change over time. When you choose a goal, and it can be a really large goal. It can be you're in 2022 by December, I want to hit this goal. So it can be something really big. I still think it's important to be realistic in regards to what small changes can you make now in January to start working towards that goal. Because when you're being realistic, a lot of people really struggle with the idea of abrupt changes and really dramatically changing your lifestyle. So, But small changes are much more digestible. They're much easier to implement into your daily life. It can be something as simple as, you know, switching out, you know, your morning TV show for a morning walk, 10 minute walk, something like that instead. Um, And that's a very, very small change. That's probably going to be about as enjoyable as the habit you had before. And it can lead to really large improvement over time. The other thing that when you're creating a plan to think about is the idea of habit stacking. And this definitely goes hand in hand with the idea of starting small. So take a current habit that you have and add in a habit that you want to start implement. Like you probably brush your teeth every day. If your goal is to have better skin, you want to look more glowy in 2022, you can really easily add in a skincare routine while you're brushing your teeth. A lot of times I will start brushing my teeth while I'm letting, you know, my serum set or something like that, my moisturizer set, whatever it is. And that's something that's really easy to stack into your routine because it's something that you're already doing. You're just adding one more detail to it or maybe two more details to it. So creating those small habits are going to help you reach your goal, but they're also really important for you to maintain after you've hit your goal. So if you you create all these habits, you get to your goal, and then you go back to the lifestyle you had before, you're going to go back to how you were before you hit that goal. Um, so these aren't habits that you're developing just on that journey towards the goal. These are habits that you're going to keep with you. You probably won't need to be as strict um, after you've reached your goal, but you are going to want to continue with that lifestyle you have developed on that journey. And another thing that I think is really, really important when it comes to creating a plan is to be self-aware. And I've kind of already alluded to this, but the idea of knowing, um, knowing yourself and knowing how you are motivated and how you can stick with motivation. Most of the people listening to this podcast are adults and have spent 20, 30 plus years living with themselves. So we should all should have a good understanding of who we are and what works for us. Um, so at the end of the line, knowing what motivates us a day in and day out, you know, um, a lot of us have some kind of meaning associated with exercise or with other health behaviors. And what messages have you created or what messages have you heard around exercise? What kind of cues to your behavior do you have? And then 
another thing to keep in mind is, are you someone who really responds well to setting up your environment around you for success? In the apartment I live in right now, I was having trouble with staying focused and with going into my office to get work done and get studying done. So I put my apartment through a whole makeover and turned my living room into my office and turned my office space into my den. Um, and just that that environment shift has made all the difference in my focus and where I like which space I spend the most time in. Um, so thinking about how that impacts you. And the other thing to keep in mind is how you respond to reaching out for support, whether that's reaching out to friends, family, coworkers, whatever it is. Those are all things that um, you should know about yourself and that you probably do know about yourself that can impact the plan that you make at the end of the day. And support is really important. Um, and it it's amazing if you can get support from your significant other from your, your family, from your friends. That's, that's awesome. And can definitely help you, you know, get started and can maybe pick you back up and, and help you keep going. But I don't think that you can always rely on other people for that support. I think that deep down, you have to be the one that pushes yourself. You have to motivate yourself and you are the only one that is responsible for keeping yourself accountable to reaching your goal. Um, you know, sometimes other people just don't have the energy to give, you know, they've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on in their life. Um, so some things that help me like support myself are creating that plan, um, writing it down and checking it off, being like, okay, good job. Like you got all your workouts done this week. Good job hitting your calories this week. You know, whatever it is, whatever my, my tasks are, just patting myself on the back, recognizing that I had an accomplishment that I did well and kind of celebrating that for a moment and then, and then moving on. Right, right. And I think that's a really good point too, is that you can see yourself as your own support system too. And when you live with somebody else, whether you live, you know, you have a significant other and you have children or you just maybe you just have a roommate living with somebody else can be very challenging when you have differing goals. So like for me and Dylan, for example, it's very difficult for me to make enough food for him, but to restrict myself if I'm going through like a weight loss phase, for example, like you see him eating all of this food and, and eating pizza and, and donuts and, and all of this stuff and realizing that I can have that and I can indulge in that, but I, to hit my goals, I can't do it in that way. So that's where having that, um, that discipline is very, very important when it comes to reaching your goal. Yeah. And seeing yourself as your own support system. One way you can do that is just by finding ways to enjoy the behavior that you're trying to do a little bit more. And it's a journey. And at least for me, the idea of it being a journey is exciting in itself. But there are also ways that you can find your own satisfaction in certain things by making what you're doing more attractive. And that's mm -hmm. something that's a mindset shift to keep in mind, like thinking, I get to go on this journey towards you know, this goal that I set for myself, that's going to be worth it. Exactly. Like you get, you're choosing to do this. Like you don't have to do this, right? Like most people are not choosing these goals because it's like a life threatening condition. They're choosing to do this because they want to, you don't have to do it. 
And that's so exciting. Like, I don't think we talk about that enough. How, I mean, I know the motivation doesn't always stick with you. You're going to have bad days, but keep coming back to that. How excited you are to be working on yourself. Cause it's uh, just the, just the decision to make a change is something to celebrate. So find ways to celebrate it because you're going to be more satisfied in the end if you do that. And one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten when I had a goal that I wanted to set, whether it was professional goal or a personal goal, was to stay positive and put positivity out there. And that goes right up, right into celebrating and making things satisfying. If you are positive about things as often as you can be, you are more likely to succeed at whatever you're doing. Put it out there, put it into the world, and you will appreciate it. Going into you know, making your journey satisfying, there are also ways that you can make the journey easy. There are these types of habits that are called keystone habits, but a keystone habit is essentially a habit like exercise, let's say, that starts to help you identify more with the behavior and with the identity of a healthy person or a person working on themselves. That in turn kind of sets off a domino effect that leads to a bunch of other habits being created and makes the process so much easier and so much more enjoyable. And that's something that It goes into self-awareness, goes into satisfaction. If you find a keystone habit that is going to make a difference in your behavior and how you see yourself, again, it's going to be more fun. It's going to be easier. All this stuff. It's kind of crazy how that just naturally happens, like without even thinking about it or, or planning on it. Like most people, I think, would agree that when you start working out, you want to eat healthier because you want to give your body good food. And that's just like the kind of food that you crave. Versus like the junk and stuff. So I would say that that starting that exercise, like you said, and then you start the habit of like eating healthier, giving your body what it needs. And it's just, it's like our body just does it. And it's so cool. Yeah. And then you can, you can start tacking on more and more things. You start prioritizing your eight hours of sleep that you need every night as well, because you want to perform better in the gym. And, you know, you want to get into a better mindset because you know, that's going to benefit everything. Really. It's literally a domino effect. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect 100% of the time, but it can make the biggest difference. And the other point that I want to bring up as far as, you know, staying positive while you're creating this plan is get rid of the mindset around good habits and bad habits. And I mean this because habits do not have any moral meaning. No, they're just like people talk about good foods and bad foods. There's no moral obligation from one food or between one food or the other. There's nothing about the brownies that I was talking about in the intro to this episode, the Little Debbie brownies that I love, they're not bad foods. And I struggle a lot when people talk about, you know, being good and being bad as far as whether they're sticking to whatever diet they have planned out for themselves or not, especially around the holidays, especially around this time, because there is nothing morally bad about the Little Debbie brownies. In my own experience, when I choose to have a Little Debbie brownie, It is because I want to have an enjoyable experience. It's something that is going to make me feel good. And in that case, if you really want to label a food as good or bad, I would label the Little Debbie Brownie as good because it's bringing me a good mood. It's bringing me good vibes. So that was a brief (laughs) overview kind of around the mindset of motivation and turning that motivation into habits that are going to help you reach your goal and that are going to help you continue to live a healthy lifestyle after you have reached that goal. Um, It's okay for habits to change. It's okay for goals to change. But it's important to hold yourself accountable to the goals that you set. Um, Having that satisfaction is is very, very important for for self-esteem, especially. 
So as always, find what works best for you. There are many ways to do fitness, to do healthy. There's no right or wrong way. And it's a process and a journey and and just fall in love with it and have fun. Have fun. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Um, We hope you had a very Merry Christmas and we will see you back here next time. Thank you for listening to Power of Mindset. Have questions or suggestions? Email us at powerofmindsetpod at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at hope.fullyfit. And follow me at georgiamarie underscore G. Please rate, follow, and leave a review to help us grow. Oh gosh.